Hello. Hello. I'm Emmy. And I'm Jordan. And this is Death in, in the Northwest. Death in the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel like after the holiday seasons. I like I'm like, my brain can't function. I've been eating too much, drinking too much, and it's not even like we did it a lot. Like no, we I were just home and my, my grandparents can't. Yeah, and then it's not like we. I didn't do anything with extended grandparent, extended family. My parents didn't even come over. Like, just me, my grandma, and grandpa, and then Alex. But and you and I both quarantined super hard before the holidays. Yeah. So we could see our families, and yeah, man, we had quarantined and COVID. Seeing tests. my mom my- and dad was like, go. It was like it was like it felt the same as being like in college and being like, we're going to a rave at at. Q nightclub tonight. Well, and I was like, hell yeah, going to see my parents. And it was like so, <laughs> so lit. It was so fun. <laughs> good. I'm glad you had a good time with your parents. I did. I had so much fun. I miss them so Over much. in Vashon Island. Mm-hmm. My dad has a new plan for us this summer. He's going to open up a um a barbecue truck, like a food oh, truck. Oh, fun. I know. And he wants me to come out and live there for the summer and, and run it. And I was like, yes, that sounds oh, That sounds so cool. I'll come mm. visit. Yeah, come stay with me. It'll be fun. Okay. That'd be we'll really be, fun. We we'll can... be uh, vaccinated by then. Exactly. We were teachers. Mm. We're pretty high on the list. So we're, 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 we're essential. Like, we're kind of a big deal. We're kind of essential. <laughs> I accidentally just um, hit with my elbow a squeaky toy. And so Carl just came running into the room and is looking at me real there's nothing, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, Carl. I'm sorry. I got you all excited. I'm so sorry. I have my brother here. and he's I know. He won't come on the show with us. I know. We were going to have him be a guest guest, um, guest, guest co-host, but yeah, or guest, just a guest. I don't know. A guest. And he's two camera or a microphone. We're not on camera. We're just on microphones. We're just I know. conversation. I just don't think he knows what he would how to respond to things. I'm like, Jackson, you just have to listen. Like you don't have and like, oh okay. Oh, and ask and then ask questions <laughs> when they come up. Like that's yeah. all you gotta do. Just ask some questions it's if they come up. Yeah. It's not too crazy. But um, no, he <laughs> Well he I didn't mean, wanna. Not everyone is cut out for a life of showbiz. Showbiz <laughs> like guys. <laughs> It's the glamorous life alone um, in my two bedroom apartment <laughs> with oh my dog my and my plants and my black mold problem. You have black mold? I just found some in my bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yikes. I know. Bleach that shit. I guess, yeah. Or just, you know, I'm only going to be here for a couple more months. Maybe. Oh, you're, are you planning on moving out? I don't know. I. I really like it here. I would love to be closer to work, though. I work – I live That's in the true. north part of Seattle, and I work in a district south of Seattle, so it's a very long commute for me. Um, yeah, that's It's been right. fine you, during I've – lived, I've literally lived here entirely during um, – I moved COVID. here in April, so yeah, all during COVID. So I do really love it here. If it was like – if it was this same place down south, there's no way I'd leave, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, Bummer. Well, I like mm. it. Well, maybe if you, yeah, if you move down south, south, you'll be closer to me anyway. So exactly, you and I could. Yeah. Hey, I could take the light rail. What about Columbia City? Out. Columbia City to that. I um, well, before I moved here, I was trying to convince my ex boyfriend to 
move to Columbia City because I really wanted. So I had had a bunch of places staked out in Columbia City, but um, so he didn't want to move like to Columbia City. Stewart Park is really cute, and they have good dog parks. Beacon Hill is good. Yeah, good dog I parks. I know. No, I I that's where, I that's where you'll catch me and Kaya, my damn ex boy. Oh, oh, Carl. Carl. Did you hear dog park? I don't know what he's barking. It always makes me so nervous when he barks because I live in the backyard unit, which means that there's yeah, no reason for someone to be or unless I invited them out here. So it always makes me like, what to do is walk by your kitchen and put my face up to it until you notices, and then he goes ham. You scared the absolute shit out of me and my dog when you did that. Jordan came over <laughs> one time and just shoved her face into the window, and my dog thought we were getting murdered. It was, really, and I was like, good for Carl. He like really puts up a. He does. He's just, he can be a scary guy. He he can, he actually looks so scary when he's upset that I'm like I really hope nobody ever comes here because of that. Um. So Jack's. So Jackson King got here on the like the day after Christmas, and then the next day, on so on the twenty seventh, we went to Pike Place, and I'm like, okay, let's just go get some lunch, and like we'll walk around, yeah. um, and then we we're gonna make sushi that night for Ooh. um, we were, and so then I was like, let's buy, let's buy some crab for the sushi. I'm like it can't be terribly more expensive than like Met Met Market or like PCC if I go buy crab at Pike Place, could it? And like, so I'm like, okay, I'll just get three legs thinking, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe 75 bucks. No, I got my receipt back. I got, I paid for three legs and I, it was $155. For three legs? For three legs. And I Ew. like, I didn't think about asking like how much per pound, the sign, there was no, oh my God. there was like Does no just price like market per pound. Price or something like that? No, Some shit like no, that. It, it didn't even say that. Like, but the shrimp next to it said like twenty three dollars a pound, which I should have known. Like, that's pretty expensive for sh- fucking shrimp. Yeah, for shrimp. Holy shit, dude, but, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I it was bomb ass crab. My plate. <laughs> and then, like, I couldn't like after he had already swiped it. Like, he had cut it up for me, or like he, had, you know, he had, <sighs> you know. And yeah. so I was like, I can't like return this. Now I'm embarrassed. So I walked away. I will tell you, we just were like, okay, I just spent $150 on crab. And we're not putting this in sushi. We're eating this with crab and butter. So that's what we did. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to like yeah. cover what, this what, in. What, what fucking market yeah. were you? What kind of crab were you buying? Well, it was um snow or snow. Was it king crab okay, or snow Jordan, crab? I just need to take you crabbing sometime because you can just come crabbing yes. with me for free, and I'll get you free crabs because that I is know it was great robbery. I exactly. I'm like, oh, and it was it was fresh because my aunt Debbie crabs, aunt Deb mm-hmm. crabs. Aunt Deb um, and I sound like we'd really get along. You guys would really get along, yeah. Um, and so usually every summer I'll go up and I'm crabbing with her, and I'll get my crab fixed with my you know aunt Debbie, and I'll get. Mm-hmm. crabs to take home but no it it fucking blew i was like oh three three legs can't be that bit much money I'm like okay crazy hundred leg was five dollars dollars each leg was i know i mean they were about the size of my arm not like the width wise but lengthwise i was gonna say like, no yeah yeah whatever yeah i wouldn't pay fifty dollars for any amount of meat i know i wouldn't either it was really good anything. crab but it was not like a hundred fifty so i was so and I was like, oh, fucking A. And, like, I had asked the guy, and, like, 
um, is three. Our th- we was like, well, three likes like be good for- to feed us. And he goes, well, if you have, you might want to get more, um, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, thank God I didn't get like more crab. I'm, like, oh my like, God. <laughs> like, well, we're actually just you using it for sushi. dollars of fucking yeah. crab. Oh. Fucking like, so my mom sent me grocery money for hosting Jackson. So I'm like, okay, well, Aww. at least mom, thank you for the crab. You paid for the crab. That's very so. sweet. Yeah. Jesus. But anyways, is- I was like, fucking A, that was like a lot more expensive. I'm leaving Pike Place and I thought Oh wait, you you've been crabbing with me before. Didn't we go two summers ago? No, we went we went oyster digging. Yeah, but we caught we caught I mean, like six um, or seven oyster- crab. We caught uh, no, we caught um rock crab. Red rock. Yeah, crab. rock crab, which are not red rock crab, which are not nearly as good as like a king. But no, Dungeness no, no. crab, which you can catch out here, which my dad and I go and get, um, is really freaking yeah, good. Yeah, really so, good, yeah. Yeah, you should do that one of these yeah. days. Okay, let's talk about your case. Talk about my case. Are we down to get into it? I am, and and tell me if I'm wrong, but this is one that's sort of close to home for you, right? I mean, not so, close to home. No, well, not close. I mean, I don't literally mean close to home. I mean, like that you have had experience with some of the. So I'll get into it, but I, yeah, in some ways, but but very minimal, 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 yes, very minimal. So. This story is set in at Washington State University in 1971, and in the dorm that when I went to Wazoo, um, which 70, boo by the way, you guys 30, don't know this, but I went 30. to UW. Jordan went to Wazoo, and we uh, are no, 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 no. I went to Wazoo for one year, and I transferred. I know, and I went, but to, I went but to Paleo. I want people to know about the the beef. Oh, that the, we have. the beef the we have. Oh, the beef. I know you and I don't have beef. I'm a hardcore <laughs> coog. Oh yeah, I think you have more so beef with Alex because he's the yeah he's a real like long term. He's a real cougar. I'm a I'm a one year cougar. And yes. to be fair, I was gonna make a joke about like our success rate, but also I know Alex is making enough to like buy a house, and I'm like, does anybody want to be my roommate? So I, I was gonna be like, the joke that we say at UW is, um, uh, God, I can't remember the, I can't remember how it comes out, but the punchline is, um, uh, or it's like, what's the most, what's the most frequent question that a WSU grad? asks after graduation or something and it's like do you want fries with that and that's like the joke is that they're all because uh, at- they have to go back to mcdonald's yeah they have to go work at mcdonald's uh, but, but because okay. us dub people feel a high no, and mighty um i transferred to a private um liberal arts university so mm, poo poo on you dub mm. boo huskies forever go loots i bleep go loots <laughs> For the loots, for the loots. Oh, the loots. <laughs> oh my god! Is your okay? So answer me this: Is your um mascot like a loot? Like I know it's obviously a knight. it's a knight. Oh, okay. It wasn't like it wasn't like the the medieval instrument, the loot. <laughs> and there no, was like no, loots it wasn't. Okay. Nah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
<sighs> I tr- yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> my story was is set in Washington State University in 1971, and the murder you soon come to find out was set in the same dorm that I once lived in when I went to Wazoo three years or three years later, thirty years later. <laughs> 30? You're old as shit. Thirty years later. Two thousand eleven is nineteen seventy one and that would be forty, right? Forty, 40 years later. Forty years later, yeah. Um so when I went there, oh I'll just wait I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. Okay. For what? Well I Oh, to tell your story. Okay, tell yeah, the story yeah, for so the story me, of the let me, first. Okay. Let me get to get to the story. <laughs> then I'll tell you like what I experienced. So our story starts with Joyce Lee Page, and so she, she was a junior at Wazoo in 1971, and she was 21 years old at the time. And so, as many people who are from Washington know that, or even the Pacific Northwest know that Wazoo is home to the Cougars, and it's in eastern Washington, close to the border of Idaho, and about two hours south of Spokane. So, or five hours east of Seattle. Yeah. Joyce was attending WSU at the time um, in the summertime in order to make sure she would graduate on time. And at, and then she wasn't living on campus, but she lived in an apartment just a few blocks away. She was described as striking and beautiful. She was very tall, five foot nine, 135 pounds with light brown shoulder length hair and blue eyes. And she, and if you go look her up, she was just beautiful, like just tall. I, I think I have looked you at know, pictures of her. You and I have looked at pictures of her before. Yeah. She was really pretty. Just really pretty. Just like strikingly beautiful. Um, and she was described by her brother, Bruce Lee Page, as very friendly, outgoing. He said she was a profuse writer. If she were still around, I think she would have been a high school teacher or um, or an English college professor. Aww. Yeah. For the, the LePage family... Wazoo was like a second home. Joyce was the second of five LePage kids to attend WSU, and her older sister earned a business admin degree there, and her um, brother Bruce started as a freshman in the fall of 1970. So the whole family were cooks. And they had family in the area. Joyce's mother was practically raised on campus because her father, or Joyce's grandpa, was a professor of accounting. Their whole family attended attended WSU, and Joyce just loved being there. Like she was staying there in the summertime. Like she loved like their summer. Their summers there are to, are to be raved about. They're they're hot, but they're beautiful. Yeah, they're hot. They're, they're beautiful. I spent yeah. a I spent a summer working for Wazoo over uh, on the east side, and then in Idaho, and it was it was hot as hell. But it's it is beautiful. I remember yeah. driving through the Palouse. The Palouse is like um, the Palouse, yeah. The, the Palouse, Palouse Falls. Palouse is what we call the rolling hills of yeah. of like the grain and corn farms there. But they're in these really crazy rolling, like almost like moguls. Like it looks like like downhill skiing moguls. Um, and it's be- I remember driving through there at 4 a.m. on my way back to Seattle after working there for the summer. And the sun coming up over there. It was, be- it was beautiful. It, I literally felt like I was in like a Dune novel. Like it was so so pretty. Yeah, they were really pretty. Although no. on my rides back, it reminded me way too much of the Hills of Eyes. Oh, totally. Oh my god. Yeah. Totally. And and it's like a it's a um it's an all enveloping dark there that you don't really get when you're in the city. Yeah. It no, is like it's a real completely deep, dark. Deep dark. 
No city lights. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then hills everywhere, so even the moonlight gets, like, blocked out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when she was at, so when Joyce was attending Wazoo, she would sneak in through an open window to one of the dormitories called Stevens Hall to study, play piano, and sometimes spend the night. And so Stevens Hall, at that time, it, in the 1970, summer of 1971, it was being renovated, so nobody was living there or utilizing the dorm. But it sounded like other students would also sneak in and throw parties um, in that empty building. But at that time, it was being renovated. When I lived there, um, it was, you know, it was livable. So Stevens Hall was originally constructed in 1895, and it is one of the oldest buildings on campus. Actually, it's the oldest dormitory west of the Mississippi River. Did you know that? Stevens is? Stevens Hall. Yep. Whoa. So was Wazoo there before you did? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I thought you was the first one, but maybe maybe you didn't have. Do- oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, 18, 1895 wow. was originally constructed. Okay. And I think it's been an all-girls storm the whole... But but I have to wonder, though, is that just the one, the oldest that's still standing, or is it literally the oldest? Oh, I think it's the still standing. I think it's okay. one of the oldest buildings. Okay, I was like, that's still crazy. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Some of Joyce's friends knew that she was sneaking into the dorm, and actually, when her friends dropped her off at her apartment the night that she was last seen alive... On July 22nd, 1971, they told her, you have got to quit doing that. It's dangerous. And besides that, you're going to get into trouble. Oh. Yeah. She was last seen for certain by her friends when they do- dropped her off at her apartment um, wearing cutoff jeans and blue blouse. A neighbor reported seeing her getting into a car with two unknown men. On the morning of the 23rd, and a psychic complaint, uh, psychic claimed that he had seen her boarding a plane bound for Argentina with a Latin boyfriend in a vision. But none of these leads really pound out, and eventually we just were um, dismissed. So she was last okay. seen for certain by her friends when they dropped her off at her apartment wearing cut-off jeans and a blue blouse. Okay. Aww. And her family also says, like, with according to... Um, in response to the neighbor's report and the psychic's report that her that she would never run off like that. Like, that's just not in her nature to go off. And besides that, she was going to go home that weekend to visit her family. And they, they had plans to go to the Tri-City Water Follies, which were like the boat races that were being held in that weekend. And, and she also had a skydiving lesson scheduled in Moscow, so eight miles east of Pullman that Saturday, but she never showed up. Oh, yeah. The next day on July 23rd, a piece of carpet was reported missing from Stevens Hall. Police wouldn't know for some time how that piece of carpet piece of carpet would come into play in this investigation. Her parents contacted the police 10 days after they expected her to be home to report Joyce missing. Um, I don't know. Really, I we don't know for sure why it took them ten days. They, uh, yeah, that seems like a really long time to not. Seems like uh, a long time, but like I'm guessing it's just they thought you know we didn't have cell phones back then, and so yeah, and you they thought they just longer periods just, of time without contact yeah, without contacting someone. And she lived at Wazoo, you know, she lived away from home, and so she maybe just missed the weekend. And like, I mean, what about what about her, like her friends? Yeah, yeah. Didn't they notice quickly that she was gone? You would well, I, yeah, you would think, but also, the friends had thought, oh, she's going home, 
right? Oh, okay, yeah. All right. So, so they thought, so so it's like it's like the whole like you lie to your parents about whose house you're sleeping at. So the parents call and are like, "Oh, Laura said she was at your house," and oh, yeah. Kim said she was at Laura's house. Yeah. Oh God. So they didn't. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I saw reports that they essentially like the parents just like essentially handed over the the case to the police, expecting that they would, um, like take this missing person report after 10 days later and like run with it you know get right on it yeah. but um they didn't quite jump on it as soon as they did but they later found her abandoned car parked four blocks away from her apartment her shoes were inside the car but news reports vary on whether her purse and id were found either in the car as well or in her apartment for a Long, long time. They had no solid leads until nine months later on April 16th. Wrapped in a carpet and dumped in a ravine in the Wawawe Canyon south of Pullman, they found her body. Oh, no. Yeah. Whitman County Sheriff Mike Humphrey said her body was found nude and wrapped in a blanket. And um, that blanket was also wrapped with that missing piece of carpet mm-hmm. overneath it from Stevens Hall. So I assume was there blood stains on the carpet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They found her body in Moscow, Idaho, about nine miles from Pullman, Washington. So oh nine God. miles from the dorm. Which I was gonna do originally. I've changed my story, but I was originally gonna do one from Moscow. Yeah, I know. That, that happened in Moscow, Idaho, but was a WSU. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's crazy. She was also found wrapped in two military blankets found bound with rope. She was wrapped in the blanket first and then wrapped in the carpet from Stevens Hall. So she was found by a teenager who was rock hunting and he was looking for garnets and then he discovered her skeletal remains. Idaho, it's the gem state. Yeah, <laughs> the gem state. That's what it's called. It's the gem state because there's so many goddamn oh. jewel mines there. The more you know. The area where the boy was searching for rocks was remote and accessible only by a gravel road. And so one of the custodians at the time named Rody Lord said she thought that Joyce was probably at a party held at Stevens Hall on the night of her disappearance because there were pizza boxes and drug par- paraphernalia all around the dorm when her cleaning Aww. crew came in the next morning. So this was also when the five by six chunk of carpet was noted missing from the front foyer. Oh, of that's the dorm. a huge chunk of carpet. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. Oh God. A friend mentioned that um, that Joyce had planned on visiting the hall on the evening of her disappearance. However, no one ever verified her presence at the party last that night. Mm. So the story that I heard when um, I lived in the dorms was that. Bloodstains were found on one of the basement dorms of Stevens, and like just like blood splatter. Yeah. Um, and that's where dorms that's dorms still were down there to that to this day. Like you can still sleep in dorm. Like I had girlfriends who would who were in the bottom basement, and when we were down there, you could hear those eerie things. So really creepy. Like, and you know, anyone could chalk it up. Oh, it's just an old building. Um, Sure. Oh, it's just like something. As you know, it's the vents rattling, but like. It was just a whole different vibe, and it, you just kind of had had to be that. I never, I heard, we would hear things, but you know, I never saw anything, sure. anything paranormal. 
but you and you and you can definitely chalk it up to oh it's you know it's just an old building it's gonna make these weird noises but it felt more than that if you were actually physically oh, there I mean I I you know, have you know a what friend. I mean yes well I have a friend who lived in Ted Bundy's house who used to live in oh my house god Dub that Ted Bundy lived in and I remember him telling me that and like maybe if he hadn't told me I wouldn't feel this way but I remember walking into the house and like I don't think I'm like clairsentient or anything but like I think I pick up on like that I pick up on vibes pretty well um and I remember walking into that house and it was just like so just a weird weird energy bad energy and dark and like depressing and angry and it was the same house that ted bundy had started his you know he had started his murdering career yeah yeah um yeah so like it was just a weird energy when i was there so that was like it and it and honestly like it it, me I don't know. It's just like a, I like I like how you describe sadness. It was just like a, mm-hmm. it was a really saddening place to be. So that's why I transferred. Actually, like I was like, I got to get out of here. Like I can't. Oh, wow, be here really? Anymore. That was part of it. Was that like, was the vibe part of the reason there? why? Yeah, I left Wazoo. It's like I can't. Wow. I can't do this anymore. And huh. I I don't like I don't have any like major stories to tell. It's just like it was just a weird energy and it just felt wrong. Felt wrong. Yeah. 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 So. Like I said, the story I heard when I lived in the dorms is that there were bloodstains found in one of the basement rooms of Stevens, um, like splatter all over the, the any room. Any indication of who maybe did it to her? But I was able to find or confirm anything on that. I think that may have just been a rumor. Okay. That was just like a, any a tall report. tale thing that people said to, yeah. to whatever. Kind yeah. of like, okay. yeah, yeah. So police sergeant Mopine believes that there is not much doubt that Stevens Hall was where the stabbing took place because she was stabbed multiple times and she and he thinks that she was mo- removed from the hall later on. Okay. Investigators knew right away that Joyce was a victim of foul play, but the cause of death could not be determined for some time. But they ultimately um, decided that she had died of homicide there were three areas on her right ribs that had cuts that looked similar to nice knife wounds there's some question about exactly where joyce died but because the carpet she was wrapped in came from stevens hall that the assumption is that that's where she was killed according to wazoo this is the only homicide that's ever happened on the pullman campus and to this day the search for joyce's killer is the oldest active cold case for the campus police and the whitman county sheriff's office and and do they have any sort of leads on on what could have possibly happened no nothing so there's no there's nothing. no there's no theories that the police have come up with or like anything theories um and i'm about to get into them and they may involve ted okay. bundy oh fuck well it's the right time period uh he was, slightly he was living, he was living in seattle during that time right yes we're gonna get into that so hold on hold on okay sorry oh God, there, I, just got I have my it. theories and i have just like knowing ted bundy's um mo mo yeah. well let's get into name? it a uh, joyce lepage joy don't look it up stop i'm i want to know look no stop it okay fine. i will listen just listen to me okay all right so, go ahead Okay, so this case has been handed down from many investigators um, through, since 1971, and that's all thanks to her brother for keeping her name alive. And if we think about this case, and if it were to happen today, it would have been solved so quickly. So the yeah. original detectives in, um, weren't incompetent. They just didn't have the tech and the um, that investigators have today. 
if you think about it, cell phones didn't exist in 1971. There weren't security cameras. Investigators knew nothing about DNA. So physical evidence wasn't collected or or stored in a way that would be able to be evidence. I know. Jesus. Yeah. And also, Joyce wasn't reported for missing for 10 days, and it wasn't nine Ooh. months later till her body was found. So initially, WCU police were thinking they were, they were just looking for a stolen carpet and not a missing body. Oh, my God. Then, and it's not, you know, it's and then then they find out, oh, they're, they're looking for a missing person 10 days later. Mm-hmm. And it's not shortly after that that the sheriff's office got involved when they found the rem- remains. And finally, the FBI was called in. So it's been handed down from, you know, the Pullman police, the sheriff's office, and the fan hit. FBI. So there's so many different counterparts in miscommunication and there's like lost translation that that wouldn't have happened today because now we have all the technology for keeping track of, you know, that shit. Yeah. 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 That is so infuriating. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at her gravestone right now, actually, at the Mm -hmm. um in Richland, Washington. Yeah. So there are so many different moving parts, and this case has been in the hands of so many different people. It's hard to tell for certain today how investigators would have handled the case in 1971. But yeah. what we do know is that the FBI was called in to help to identify the remains that were found and to determine the cause of death. Analysts found bone markings consistent with knife wounds, so the thought is that she was stabbed to death. I mean, she looks – I mean, I was just looking at a picture of her. She looks like a Bundy victim. Yeah, she's beautiful, tall. Beautiful, young college girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While oh. the FBI suggests this murder case, Whitman County Sheriff Brett Myers is one of the investigators on the case. Of, as of 2009, he believes that this was either an accidental homicide or an accidental death that was covered up. Myers oh. said, certainly someone had knowledge of her death. When Myers and um, Officer Olmstead received this case, they put together a comprehensive case file of all the info and the narratives they had on the case. Here's a quote. Part of the process is just going through and making sure that each person who had access, means, and the possible motivation, if they're even still alive, at least gets interviewed and polygraphed one last time. That's, yeah. what, that's what Myers said. And that is the best thing we – that is the least thing we can do for the family. Mm. Yeah. So – Here are the suspects. In 2012, a suspect living in Las Vegas was re-interviewed and passed a polygraph test, which eliminated him from the suspect pool. Okay. He was... You can't always trust a... Yeah. I don't know. I I, I just don't really take polygraphs that that seriously. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. So here's another quote. He was interviewed immediately after Joyce would disappeared and again after the body was found, but he had never taken a polygraph, Meyer said. He hadn't been contacted again since about 1972. We met with him and he said, here's how he could help. He was very cooperative and passed polygraph tests. And I'm confident at this point that we can focus on other avenues. That's a big change in the investigation in terms of our focus. In 2014, Myers also sent some physical evidence to the Washington State Crime Lab, which had never been done before. He's hoping something will turn up, but after more than 40 years, he realizes his chances are slim. Yeah. And now we get to Bundy. Yes. So Myers, he, they didn't get very far. They had that one suspect 
but he had passed a polygraph test and I don't know how much digging he really went into depth with this person. I couldn't even get a name. Um, They saved his name for confidentiality reasons. Sure. Yeah. But he, Myers just says, I don't think he's associated in any way. Okay. So here's how we get into the Bundy theory. So over the years, some people have thought that Joyce may have been a victim of Ted Bundy. Mainly yeah. because he was known to be in the general area of the PNW at that time, and she fit within his victim profile. She Definitely. had the light blonde, light brown, auburn hair. She was gorgeous, tall, athletic, and the right age. Mm-hmm. According to the Seattle PD's timeline, in 19- July 1971, Bundy was attending summer school at the UW, and he was in a relationship with, uh, with Liz Kofler. Kofler, right? Who was in for a long time, yeah. Yeah, and he was working as a delivery driver for the Pedline Medical Instrument Supply Company in Seattle. And so Pullman, Washington is about five hours from Seattle. Before he was electrocuted, Bundy ended up confessing to killing at least 30, but there are obviously chances that there are more than that. They think there could be up to like 85 or something based on- fucking insane. It's some crazy number like that. Yeah. What they do know for sure is that Bundy killed in 1973. So they know for sure that he killed in 1973. That year. That is two- No, that's two years after Joyce's death. So she- That means she could- Potentially could have been one of his first victims. Oh, shit. There's also a possibility that Bundy may have started killing sometime in the 1960s. Here's a quote. There were certain things that kind of leaned toward Ted Bundy, says Whitman County Sheriff Brett Myers. And there were things that leaned away. There were reports, says Myers, of a person matching Bundy's... I get like... I know. Chills. It's chilly. Chilly, yeah. There were reports of Bundy being in the area at that time. However, her death doesn't quite match up to the deaths of Bundy's victims. Bundy would usually bludgeon and strangle his victims, and he also raped the women. And according to reports, sometimes returned to places where he would dispose where he disposed of the corpses. He would he would he would return there and do horrible shit, horrible horrific things to them. Myers believes it could still be a possibility, and they're not ruling out that theory. Okay. However, there's not concrete evidence that he was involved in Bowman. Detectives yeah. pressed Bundy um, on her death before he died in 1989. So I'm about to read you an interview between a, a detective and, uh, and him. And him. So the yeah. detective starts off by saying, I guess what I need then, I want to eliminate any suggestions of rather than me throwing out stuff for you to say, you know, this is just what we need to talk about or not. Like the August, like the August 2nd, if there's only 11, then that's fine. I don't want to do any guesswork. I mean, I've got girls like in 1971, a wazoo that's been murdered that I'm curious about. Yep. Ted Bundy goes, yeah, well, I can tell you. I can tell you. Yeah, we can do that way if you'd like too. And maybe in some ways that's easier. I can tell you what that's, you know, I'm what I'm not involved in. You know, if you have some lists that of that type in your head. And then the the interview goers goes, well, there's that gal in 1971 in Thurston County. Bundy goes, no, not that far back. Nothing that far back. Ted Bundy, 1972. Was the first year he says he killed. Was a nice first first year he said he killed. Okay. Okay. 
And then he says, I have no hesitation about talking about the things I've done. No hesitation about telling you what I haven't done. Okay? So if I tell you something, I may not tell you something. I might not I might not tell you something right now or every single detail right now. But if I tell you something, you can rely on it. And when I say yes, I did or no, I didn't do something. That's the way it is. Okay. Whatever, yeah. Ted. We're all fucking okay. you're stupid ass bitch. Like who gives a shit what you're <laughs> no one thinks I'm liable. You don't you killed 30 women, you stupid bitch. Shut so, the fuck up. Ultimately, detectives believe that it's more likely that it was someone who was close to her and in her circle of friends. Myers Makes sense. It usually, usually is. You know? Yeah. Someone you know. So Myers says the vast majority of people who are murdered are killed by someone who knows them and who has access to them. So today, Joyce LePage's murder remains one of the oldest active unsolved cases in Whitman, Whitman County, Washington. The sheriff's office still will not release her file to the public, citing an ongoing open investigation. Her brother still holds out hope that it will be solved, and as of November 2018, he's offering a $100,000 reward to anyone with info that helps lead to the arrest and conviction of the person responsible. Bruce was quoted saying, In a way, it sounds foolish to to do a reward at this time. If there was going to be one, it might have helped if it was done earlier on. But I guess I don't care, Bruce said. He just really wants his sister's Aww, murder. He just wants to see some justice, dude. Yeah. Aww. And I think the main reason Bundy has been associated with Joyce is because she was beautiful and young and it was a college it campus. Was a great time for him. Around the same time Bundy was in the area. In Bundy's confessions to Dorothy, um, Dr. Dorothy Lewis, Seattle detective Bod Kerpel, and FBI special agent um, Bill Hagemeyer, Bundy never admitted to any murders before 1973 or possibly 1972, according to his final conversation with Keppel, that interview we just read. Yeah. According to Bundy, he may have attacked some women in Seattle, but chickened out, quote, those were the words he used, and and ran away rather than killing them in 1971. When the investigator mentioned Joyce's case during the final interview with Bundy, in January 1989, he didn't answer yes or no directly. However, he still seems to deny it. Bundy was a liar throughout all of his life. That is what we know. But we also know that his confessions and his denials have shown to be truthful, like the burial location of Deborah Kent and the denial of Kathy Devine's murder. So So we know that he's not that... uh, He's not reliable he's not reliable but he hasn't but so far his hit what he's he's said about killing or not killing about um or has been it's been truthful okay okay but we do know he's a fucking liar i mean like he fucking murdered yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) well and they think he might be like connected to a shitload more cases and it also it's the pullman murder is a bit strange for an early bundy murder his okay. earliest known attacks were occurred closer to where he lived near UW, which is the University yeah. District of Seattle, usually yeah. just blocks from his home. So it's places that he knows. So home was just easy for him, and he was able to stalk his victims and get to know their routines, and he felt, felt comfortable in the area. And in, a, and in an interview of one of Bundy's friends named Mary Lynn Chino, she had said she had even observed Bundy doing that late night. Ugh. And she was just chill with it? I know, right? Like, I maybe she at the time. 
at the time she didn't like know what was going on like what but like at, in yeah. hindsight you know hindsight yeah. 2020 but... 2020 yeah Oof. god it wasn't until he got more confident that he started to go further away from his homes and search for yeah. victims Okay. When he knew police were on to him, Bunny traveled to Corvallis, Oregon, for the park's abduction, specifically to their law enforcement office trail, after he had already committed four attacks within an hour's drive of Seattle. When Bundy was in Utah and Florida, he stayed close to his house at first, not leaving more than a couple of blocks. Then he would travel further away from Utah to Colorado and to Lake City from Tallahassee when he became more comfortable and got to know the area. So if you think about it, 1971 would have been an early, one of the early. It would have been very early for him. Yeah. It would have been really early and he's getting comfortable with the Seattle area. It would probably more likely to be these attacks where he chickens out and runs away. Sure. And honestly, like I like you said, it's probably more likely that it's someone she knows. She knows, you know? yeah. That just makes as far as like crime statistics goes, that makes the most sense. Yeah. So Bundy's usual modus operandi or MO was is also different than the one seen in Joyce's case. Bundy loved never let use a knife to kill except for the final murder of twelve year old Kimberly Leach, which he may have cut her throat. Jesus Christ. None of the bodies that have been discovered has ever had any stab wounds. He's also never confessed to using a knife, confessed to using a knife on any of his victims. Okay. Bundy also liked to talk about how he um, enjoyed strangling incapacitated women and watching their le- um, last breath. It was like a power thing. If he he likes that power struggle, then stabbing someone is you know and doesn't is, give him that is, isn't going to give him that same satisfaction. Yeah. Yep. And he has admitted that he strangled his first victim in 1973 with his bare hands, although he thought that it was too hard. And so then that's when he switched to ligature or a rope. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the hardest parts about this case, Joyce's case, is that we don't know if she was raped because of her conditions of her remains were so decomposed. But if we were able to see any concrete evidence of rape, it would help us to better determine if Bundy had anything to do with Joyce's murder because Bundy was known to have raped most of his victims. Yeah. That being said, a lot of sick people do after if it's a power if it's a power related murder. A lot of them, you know, like that's a hard thing to Yeah. That's just hard. That's so awful. Poor fucking poor girl. And the last point that I want to make is that while Bundy did tend to leave his bodies in forests and like rural areas. He didn't wrap them in blankets. When he didn't, yeah, he, he didn't bury the bodies, and he liked to go back to revisit them to the site and have sex with the dead corpses. Mm-hmm. So wrapping the body in a blanket and tying Joyce up doesn't make sense if that's what Bundy liked to do. Sure, that actually that that totally makes sense. Okay, so there are a couple different possibilities for Joyce's case. First, naked um, Stevens was usual for Joyce, and there had to have been someone watching her mm-hmm. and getting to know her routine and what she did. Yep. They had to know that she wouldn't, which wouldn't have been Bundy. It would have been someone who's close to her. Close to her. Yeah, exactly. Or know, know her. Who knew her. So if she, if they had to know what that she was quite possibly alone in the dorm and watching her enter that building, and there was no confirmed party that night that she, her of her death. That was only just a guess from the cleaning ladies um because there are some pizza boxes and drugs paraphernalia yeah. that could have been left over from any night Anything. right yeah she liked to sneak in there like while she was alone to like write and to do schoolwork. like that yeah. was like kind of her spot and so like if she were alone she could have possibly been alone that night 
Oh, baby um, girl. I know. And so much like Bundy, the killer was probably familiar with Wazoo and, and that she was probably alone inside. I think that's much more likely than a party. Yeah. But if there was an indeed a party the night she, she was killed, maybe she turned someone down and they got upset. God, men are so fucking fragile. The MO of the crime and Ted Bundy's MO didn't match up for me either. Like, I can't see Bundy traveling for five hours, following a stranger into an abandoned dormitory, sneaking mm-hmm. in after her, and then stabbing her to death, and then wrapping her in a blanket and, and pizza in it. Never. You know, that that just doesn't follow no, suit for what he's known. Him. No, you're totally right. But obviously, I think what we need to do is to solve this case is either confession or DNA, but by the sounds of it, it's not available to oh, investigators. That's so disappointing, dude. I know. Um, I hope for Joyce's family that it's solved, but I'm not sure of how likely it'll ever be solved. Sure. It's been a long time now, you know? Yeah. And that makes that makes a big difference when it's this been a long time. time. Yeah. Yep. And just like from, you know, from it being passed down from Pullman Campus Police yeah, to, to County Police yeah. to FBI in 1971, they didn't have this, you know, they've lost so much dna and or like sure, um, things things have just been passed along so many times that stuff gets lost in the uh the, the yeah. trail of yeah of... yeah oh, so God, that is, is that? the so story sad. of joyce lepage i know Aww. killed in a dorm room that i lived in 40 that's years crazy. later that's crazy that crazy and i didn't know this story when i moved in oh god yeah. well Thank you for – I mean, I, I, I love hearing about ones from our state because I just like getting those – I mean, I like, I hope something happens from this. Like, I hope I she gets something. Justice. Her family gets yeah. justice. Someone needs – I mean, obviously, I think that's what's going to need is – be needed is – DNA. A DNA or a confession from someone or saying but – But I feel like if it's not a known killer, then we're never going to get a confession. Yeah, and if we're there never – DNA mm-hmm. saved, like, that is such a mis – I don't know. That's just so sad because yeah, we finally have the technology where we could just DNA match to somebody, and you know we could use familial or whatever, but it's not going to happen. Oh, sad. I know. Isn't that so hard? Yeah. And she, if you go look her up, she's just beautiful. And I did. I looked pictures of her up. She's, she's, she's young. She seems beautified. fun and yeah. like so much life to live. Her brother, um, Bruce, actually ended up dropping out at Wazoo after her oh. death because he was just couldn't handle being there on with campus. Her at the same time? Yeah, so I think he oh. start. She, she was a junior, and he had started the year before her death, so oh. 1970. And so he was a, he was freshman, a freshman in 1970. Yeah, oh. yeah. Sad, dude. <sighs> really sad. I know. Oh my god. Oh yeah. shit. Well, I mean, I guess if you want to hear more really sad stuff, you can follow us on Instagram at Death in the NW Podcast. You can follow us on it. What did it? What did it? Was did I just say Instagram or did I say Facebook? Yeah, Finn. <laughs> I hear him in the background going, <laughs> so scraggly. So scraggly. Um, All right, follow us. You can find us on Facebook at. Death in the NW podcast. Go to our website at death in the northwest podcast.com. 
you can just go give us a thousand good reviews, please. On Apple Podcasts or mm. go follow go, us on Spotify. Give us, a, give us the good reviews on Apple Podcasts, but then go follow us on Spotify and Stitcher and wherever else you listen yeah, to. Yeah, everywhere. Also, do um I want to give a shout out to our our friend named Oleg. He emailed us. They, they emailed us. Um and we just appreciate your loved email that, that was email. so sweet. Yeah. It um, made our day. It made our day. So and I hope you're doing well and you had Wait, a happy holiday I... season with yeah. your fam. Oleg. Okay. Well, oh, that's that's it. We love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening and tuning in. And if you have any suggestions, actually, I want to look at our suggestions. Oh, yeah. Send them our way. I should send go them our way. Too. If you go to our um, website. If you, website and then you see at the top right corner of your screen, it'll say suggest a case. And you, if you know of something that you want us to cover, go ahead and suggest a case. We're always looking for new and fun. And we've got and no. We will, I, I mean, if, scratch if the you word suggest, fun. if you suggest a case, we will probably cover it. So yes, yes. Not to be like I don't want to make any promises I can't keep, but we all say this: we'll probably cover it. Or most likely cover it. Yes. Um. So next week, Emmy will be covering her new case. Um. And hey. it's on a college campus case. About and then the campus in Northern California. Yeah. And the week after that, we're doing um cold cases that have not been solved, right? Or no, that have been solved. That have been solved. <laughs> well, my dear. We're going to go finish watching a movie and then I'm gonna go to the pot shop and buy a bunch of weed. <laughs> Very nice. Um, <laughs> talk to you later. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Right. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Bye. Bye.